My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Okay, Melvis, Talking Tesla, episode number 15. Did you push the record button? Yes, yes, I did. It's early in the morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and I'm not feeling it, so i got to get some blood flowing here. Let me just bang my head on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that helps. <laughs> All well, right. I felt like I got him out of bed to do some talking Tesla. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's tough. I just feel like you know the weather has changed. It went from blazingly hot summer to long, cold nights in five minutes. It did. It's been very, very chilly. We I need th- more global warming. I'm for it. I think it may have had a positive effect on my automobile, though. Yeah, tell us what happened here, Tom. <laughs> this is very, I don't very know. interesting. All of a sudden, yesterday, this happened yesterday. About electric eight, RAV4, go. Electric RAV4. Happened about 8.30 last night. I was driving back from Van Nuys to pick up my daughter uh, at her gymnastics. I'm driving. I got the heater on in the car, and I pull into the to the driveway of my house and I turn the heater off first and then I put the car in park and I look up and my range says 135 and I was like well that's higher than I've ever seen it I'm not on extended charge and I was actually just driving so it's not fully charged and so I turn the car off and I turn the car back on and it goes to like 121 and it's still a lot for a non-extended charge on that car usually typically it's like 96, 98, 99 now, I have been the sole driver of this car for a while. so And you could, drive like a grandmother. I do. Yes, that's very true. Not like like a very youthful grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young grandma. Uh, young grandma. And, uh, and then this morning, I get into the car. I turn it on. It says 183 miles range. It, it was plugged in overnight, so it was charging. And then I turn on the, the air conditioner. Or the heater, because it's very cold, and it goes down to 95. Instantly. Instant, like. Wow. Instantaneous. So that heater must be giant, and then, or there's a software problem. <laughs> well, the, heat, the interesting thing about the heater is it doesn't actually work to heat the car. It blows the cold air for hours and hours and hours. I'm going to know. But it uses a lot of energy while it's doing <laughs> Yeah, apparently it uses half the range of the of the battery to do that. So then I was like, huh. I'm driving down the street and it's at 183 and I turn the heater off or uh, it was at 95 because I turned the heater on. I was like, oh, that's disappointing. And I'm driving down the street and I'm like, I'm going to turn the heater off back to 180. Turn the heater back on back down to 90. I think something might be wrong. I I'm not going to test it. You that's stand, for sure. No, no, that's what I was going to say. You should turn the heater off <laughs> and drive to Vegas. See if I get That'd be cool. That's will you drive behind me? Nope. With the tow truck? Nope. I'll, <laughs> but I'll let you uh, use Uber. So if anybody out there who's got one of these Ravers, Rav4 EVs, as it were, be, um, yeah, let me know if you've ever seen anything like well, that. Well, you I'm just got a new battery, com- you know? That's they, right. They put yeah. the new battery in, they did something wrong. Or maybe, maybe you really can get 180. But it's been a week or two, and I've never – this number is very shocking to me. We've had – the last two weeks, we've had so many range anxiety issues – with that car, one day it didn't charge overnight. I had 25 miles, That's a- and I had to take my daughter to school that is 17 miles of range away. So you can get there, but you cannot get back. 
In fact, uh, we have a little audio. You sent me a little message <laughs> that did. day. Let's uh, play that now. Her school requires about 17 miles of range, so getting back is a little bit of an issue. So I'm driving, and I know that they have a charger in the student parking lot at her high school. So I drive here, and I get here, and I have about nine miles left, and the thing is blinking, charge now, charge now. And and I pull into the parking lot, and I'm like, that's cool. I'll just sit here for like an hour and do a little work, and I'll get my car charged, no problem. And then I pull into the charger spot, and there's two parking spots, but there's only one charger, and there's a Nissan Leaf charging. And I don't know where this kid is. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I start looking around, and I find the teacher parking lot, and they have four charge point chargers, and none of them are being used. So I pull into one of them, and now I'm sitting in my car waiting for it to charge another five or six miles. It seems like it's a very slow charge point charger, though, like six kilowatts an hour, which is super low, apparent to the thing. I don't know what it's costing. The cool thing is I used Apple Pay, so I walked up to it, clicked my phone in front of it, and it just turned itself on. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> so there was Tom stuck at school. Yeah, sitting in the back of the car, no Wi-Fi, in the teacher's parking lot, using ChargePoint. And the exciting thing about it, and I'm not sure I think it's in that audio. I didn't just re-listen to it. <laughs> Secrets of uh, production. I used my Apple Pay. Yeah, I've done that. That's cool, isn't it? So awesome. At Costco at the the new uh, mall, you uh, can there's like 12 electric car yeah, plugins. Yeah, a lot of them. I saw those. And you just Apple Pay, boom! And yeah. I did it just for fun. I'm like, oh, let me spend money on electricity I don't need. It's just great. for fun. It seems like you don't even need to have a charge point uh, s- no. subscription for no. that to use it that way, They'll which I think is spectacular. I hate all these different charging things and you've got to get a card and beforehand like no just oh, just take my money i don't want to sign up for your stupid thing just take my apple pay it was brilliant stupid hey we should probably do a show though all right let's not t- let's stop talking about me even though you're fascinating i am in every way very fascinating i'd like to whisper about it look uh <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls last time in episode 14 we sort of um tore autopilot a new one we tore it a new one. And maybe we're a little bit harsh. At least we were, we were some not. people thought so. I was not. Well, some people thought so. We've got uh, two comments. Here we go. First of all, Rob Vestrom, and he is from Calgary, and he basically said, I disagree with you guys. I agree with uh, Electric uh, – what was the name? Electric Gen. I think it actually makes me a better driver. I think you should actually get off your buttocks and get behind the wheel of a car with autopilot. Oh, called out. And uh, stop worrying about it. And his analogy was, um, do you think that just cruise control is bad? Clearly, if you screw up cruise control, you can crash. But people know how to use cruise control, so it's not a big problem. I love our listeners. Worst analogy ever. Cruise control is not directional control of the car. You still have to pay attention completely 100% when you're in cruise control. Also, most people don't use cruise control tooling around their neighborhoods. They use it on long stretches of freeways. I'm actually not even a huge fan of cruise control for the very same reasons. I'm not a huge fan of autopilot. And maybe that makes me an outlier. But I don't think we were wrong. And and in fact, I think Tesla proved it because Elon came out and said this is not good. Well, before you get there, Andy McLeod... Said basically the same thing. He said, uh, hi, Mel and Tom, or is it 
Tom and Mel. I think it might be. Yeah. And he basically said the same thing. He said, uh, you know, you guys probably have your head in your buttocks. And <laughs> what's the deal with these Tesla owners putting on these crazy videos on YouTube to destroy the whole concept of uh, autonomous driving? He called these people big idiots. Why? Stop doing it, he said. Oh, so so now – oh, so beta testing and control of something in 40,000 cars is good – but real world experiences that people are having and sharing with us, that's bad. So we would rather not know that autopilot has some problems because I got news for you. Without any of that stuff, the media, the mainstream media isn't talking about that. What they are are reporting on these YouTube videos that people are putting up of the car. I don't know, steering into the alternative lane of traffic. This thing is not ready. I'm sorry. It's not. I'm going to stand by that. It's an awesome thing in the future when all cars have it and can talk to each other. But now it is not. It's not ready for prime time. Tom. Yeah. I really want you to calm down. I'm calm. I'm trying to bring the energy. But uh, I think you're a little – is this helping you while I'm talking? (laughs) That is nice. Well, it's interesting because I basically agree with you, Tom. And uh, now Elon has said, (laughs) hang on a second. Whoa. He's looked at these same videos going – that's some scary looking crap. Tesla has used one of their official timeouts, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, what was his direct quote? Some fairly crazy videos on YouTube. This is not good. <laughs> right. Um, but so, they're actually going to wind it back. They're going to put some extra restraints on this thing. And it sounds like they're going to do something like if your hands are not on the wheel, autopilot will not turn on. So, even Elon and uh, the boys have responded to these YouTube videos saying, well, that's not good. So I don't know how they're going to do this thing where if your hands are fully off the wheel that it's going to turn off. I don't know. They didn't really say. But the other thing he did say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that they are learning an enormous amount from this beta testing. and <laughs> Guinea pigs. <laughs> and that it's getting better and better all the time. And there were some problems with when you come into turns, it wasn't sort of slowing down like a normal driver. And so they're huh. fixing all that Interesting. stuff. But then he, uh, he said, uh, you know, we're going to crank it down like we said. Uh, but there was something else I was going to say. I've completely. I have a question. It. Do Tesla autopilot beta testers prefer lab rat or guinea pig? I'm just curious which one of those two things that they would like to be referred to as. Well, you're just you're just jealous because you don't have it. <laughs> well, of course. If you I'm... had it, you'd be using it every five seconds. I would probably yes, that's probably true. <laughs> but that doesn't make it right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the whole point of this. Of course, I'm going to use it, but it's not ready. Basically, they're going to crank it down a little bit. Elon looked at those things and they were all a little bit concerned. Hey, just be careful out there. I think if you use it sensibly, it's a good thing. I know personally I'm not sensible. I probably shouldn't be trusting <laughs> And you you don't even have it. This no, is the thing. The best thing about this me. show is the two of us can talk and talk, talk and like talk. Idiots. Like we know what the hell no, we're, we're talking doing. about and, and so, we've never been behind the wheel. And That's so Andy great. and Rob, uh, you're right. We're idiots. <laughs> How bad. All right, but there was one uh, autopilot feature that doesn't get talked about very much, but there's another video out there by Electric Gen, and it shows the Tesla just parking. And now here, I'm going to open a window. That thing was awesome. (laughs) It worked amazing. I could not get into the spot that she just parked that Tesla in, and she just like – She kept moving the cars a little closer and closer and closer to each other. It was great. It parked – it looked like it parked perfectly every time. It was just like – I would what I really would have loved to have seen was is inside an inside like mounted camera of that happening to see like what the wheel, wheel was doing, doing and the uh, whole deal that would yeah, have been awesome. Yes. Get on it. 
Yeah. Tom needs some more Thanks. parking videos. But I'm a crappy parker, so I cannot wait to get that <laughs> in my next car. Yeah. Uh, let's talk uh, Model X. So Model X, we went to the show and we talked about it a couple of episodes ago. It was a great time, and I'm number 3,842 on the list. Waiting for the email to come to say, hey, Mel, why don't you go configure your Model X, buddy? Hasn't come. And then you said, Tom, nobody's getting these yet. And there's no. this dashboard thing. What the hell are you talking about, this dashboard that tells you what's happening? There's this form. It was put together by the folks at the Tesla forum or somebody that, that's on the Tesla forum. That's where I found it, the Tesla Connect uh, you know, owners forum. It's modelxtracker.com. And basically, people have put their... Where they are in the process, right. right, on this spreadsheet. And so it'll say, like, signature number uh, 480, for instance. I don't know if that's an actual number to protect the innocent. Um, and then it'll say where if they've been in the design process, ordered, you know. So it goes down the list, right? So as you go into the design process, you tick that box. And when you get a delivery date, you tick that box. You and that so well. <laughs> and when it arrives at your house, you tick that box wow. right and so it's just it's very i think it's very interesting and when I'll, you crash with autopilot that <laughs> box <laughs> you you untick that box so i think it's pretty cool to kind of watch that and you can kind of see it it appears that they haven't really gotten anywhere with the production models yet at least according to this model x tracker now i don't think obviously it's not Every Model X in the world is on this list. It's people who are on the forum and 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 put their information up on this thing. It's pretty interesting to watch. They added a little front page dashboard where it says like number of number in design. Like so you can kind of watch it without having to delve too deep into the thing. And it's it's actually pretty cool, pretty cool little feature. I wish I could give credit to the person who made it, but I don't know who that is right now. I don't now. know who it is. All right. Well, that's cool. That's, uh, I will now watch that because I want to know when I'm going to start to configure my X. It hasn't happened yet again. Yeah, and there's an 842. There's, I'm sorry. And there's an S version of the same thing. So you right. can actually see S's and how long from design to delivery like they, they go. It's pretty cool. All right. And I should go back and say I forgot to say in the autopilot thing. There are now lots of reports coming out about uh, drivers saying how this autopilot prevented them getting into an accident. So for completeness, I forgot to say that. A lot of people saying on the forums and other places, I was going to crash and the freaking car said, hang on a minute and save my life. So that's the upside to the autopilot stuff. And uh, we'll get a lot of data because they're doing like a million miles. I can't remember. It was a day or a I week? Think something like that, yeah. A million dang. miles a day or a week that they're getting through this thing. So we'll get some real data, hopefully. Maybe they'll release it for us. We killed three people and saved five. Hey, we're ahead of the game. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, a now a million miles a day. Just million miles a day miles and a day. data being exact. That's a lot of driving for. Wow. The interesting thing is that's forty thousand cars. How many miles is that per car per day? Twenty, twenty-five ish. Yeah. So that's about so right. That's about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Hey, uh, I want to talk about Solar City for a second because Solar City shares just plummeted. Boom, Tanko. Tankorama. Now remember that Solar City is owned, I think, thirty percent by Elon Musk. Yeah. His cousin is the CEO. He's in, he's on the board. Maybe the chairman of the board. I don't know if he's the chairman, but he's, he's definitely on the board. On the board. And uh, the reason they plummeted, and it's not just Solar City. It gets reported as Solar City because that's the biggest one in the U.S is because the federal tax credits are set to uh, end December 31st, 2016, at the end of next year. So make those calls, people. So there, the industry is concerned that if these federal tax credits don't get re-upped, and I think they did them about uh, eight, 
10 years ago, they said federal tax credits here, 30% if you uh, put on stuff on your house. Originally in 2006, and then again, they extended it in 2008. So So the industry says we are not quite ready to walk by ourselves. These federal tax credits really help. And uh, then the people who buy these stocks saying, boy, uh, we don't like that. And in fact, even SolarCity said, uh, we think this is going to affect production. We're going to have to uh, really think about what the heck we're doing. And so stock collapses. Now, remember... A lot of you uh, out there will say, see, these federal tax credits, they're all crap. They're government handouts. uh, Subsidies are bad. And I get that. I would really like the solar industry to get to the point where it's cheaper than coal and gas because then you wouldn't have to worry about the damn stuff and just sell it. But remember that compared to this gas and coal and oil industry, these uh, tax credits are way less than those dudes get. Right. And they don't kill us all. Right. They don't spew the environment to death. Thank you, Volkswagen. What? Yeah. All right. So Roadster. So there's an interesting thing about the Roadster. So, you know, they upgraded the battery. Yeah. Tom reported on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, for $29,000, you could basically get a new battery that took you 400 miles instead of 250 miles. Yeah. And the only interesting thing about that is that um, Panasonic's not making them. No. Who's they're not. Them? They're being made by hand, which I think is actually pretty cool, by LG. How many? So, they could probably do a lot of those every week, right? I don't know. I mean, they're twenty nine thousand dollars. I still don't know if anybody's actually ordered one. I'm assuming someone has because why wouldn't you want four hundred and fifty dollars, or sorry, four hundred and fifty miles of range? Actually, they can only make two or three. They can only make two or three of these a week. That's so, upsetting. So there'll be a backlog. <laughs> be a like all things Tesla. <laughs> You must wait. <laughs> you will. You will wait. You now, will. so it turns out that, uh, yeah, $29,000-ish, significant increase in range, being built by hand, and Tesla has said, we're not making a cent out of this. We're just doing it for good times. Right. But some of the reason I think they went with LG was to, you know, to test other suppliers and things like that is, you know, right now they're very heavily dependent on Panasonic until the Gigafactory is open. Um, to make their batteries. So I think it's kind of interesting. Again, I wonder if the same people who are making these Roadster batteries by hand made my uh, RAV4 battery by hand. I wonder if it's got L- Maybe it's got LG batteries. We should, should open it up. You should crack it because maybe you really do have <laughs> yeah. 180 miles of range. That'd be awesome. And uh, they just turned it on with the software. I feel bad, but we haven't been covering SpaceX enough. But not much has been going on no. since the big old explosion on June 28th. Boom. Which, again, Tom talked to us about, which was there was a sort of a third-party part, you know, a strap that came off and exploded the whole rocket. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, that was, the, that was the whole thing. It was just one little strap that someone else made and told Elon, no, yeah, no, that's fine. It'll work fine. It works good. It's good. But they are planning uh, their seventh of 15 launches for NASA, which NASA paid them $1.6 billion for. And that's supposedly going to happen next month in December. And uh, actually, today we're, we're going to cover that live too. By the way, that would be cool. It's going to be great. Just like the we did the last one, but it was not really broadcast live. We just recorded it live, and and frankly, I think I was pretty hammered. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely do that today. Supposedly, there is a new contract up for bidding three point five billion dollars from NASA. Bing. And uh, SpaceX is going against Boeing and a whole bunch of other people. We don't know who's going to win that. We hope that Tesla does. But the big reason that they might get it besides the fact that they can generally do stuff a lot cheaper than the big boys, is that they're the only 100% non-Russian contractor. So they do it all in-house from the U.S. Everybody else is using the Russians. There's nothing wrong with the Russians. No, nothing whatsoever. uh, But uh, the Putin is a problem. Yes, they're just trying to get – and there's a few congressmen uh, who are supporting you know, all, only a U.S.-made rocket program. So there's, I think there's a really good chance of SpaceX getting this contract, which will be good for their long-term health. 
I think that's important as a very fledgling space company because, <laughs> you know, you don't hear that word a lot. You don't hear fledgling space <laughs> company <laughs> a lot. There's not a – there's just not a lot of those because I think it's kind of difficult. And, and you know, this is something that Elon's wanted to do since he was a wee little boy. In uh, South Africa. Yeah. I was a wee boy in South Africa right. and I wanted to make a, ro- a rocket to go to Mars. Right. His dad was did some engineering yeah, and stuff like smart. that. Do you and, like uh, my accent? You're not even commenting on how good my South African it's accent very, is. You sounded like Chappy. Yes, it's Lord <laughs> Chappy or uh, you're, District 9. Your you're, you're, you're movie uh, accent is a genius. It's fantastic. <laughs> now we have no more South African <laughs> listeners, however. You can do a South African accent, I'm sure. But. No, it's fine. I can't, but you you clearly can. No, it's very impressive. Thank you. So let me do another one in a South African accent, and uh, that is we – uh, we reported in the past that uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX was going to put in 4,000 satellites so that you could get very fast internet access. I can't get sorry. <laughs> you got to stop. <laughs> very fast so internet annoying. access. Yeah. And um, just recently they've been reporting, well, you know, that was theoretical. Yeah, we got a billion dollars from Google and some other people, but we haven't been thinking too much about it. We've been very busy. So if you're waiting for super fast, very cheap internet access for the world from Elon Musk, uh, it's uh, on the back burner for now, ladies and gentlemen, boys I'm waiting, and girls. But I'm waiting for it. But, I'm gonna wait right now. But don't wait too. Don't wait too long. Don't wait too. There's long. some other things that have, there's some other companies that are looking into the the big balloons for internet. There's lots of different uh, plans to give everybody um, access to all of the pornography they want <laughs> as fast, fast as, as they like, want, no matter is, where is they are. Is that what it the, means to you? No. Zuckerberg is also doing it with Facebook. So there's a lot of people uh, who yeah, are trying to it, do this. Obviously, I can see why Facebook would want to do it because they make their money, and as Google does, out of more eyeballs on the internet advertising. So there is – they sort of bring it up as a – we want to help the planet. One of the best <laughs> things we can do for people in developing countries is to get them free and fast or That's inexpensive true. and fast internet access, which is true. But I think there's also another reason, which is uh, cash. Give me some keys. Right. But the thing that you kind of have to realize is like giving internet to the to the people on this planet who are not giant consumers uh, because they don't have a lot of cash makes them not the greatest eyeballs for advertisers in some, in some ways. However, I think, you know, altruistically, as you know and as I know, we have a passion for educating people in new and different ways and the best way to deliver that education obviously is for through the internet as we have proven over the last decade of our lives it works um, people like it and it wor- it's effective right it works people like it it's effective and it's it's an expensive way to get good teachers in front of children which is the most important thing so we're for so, it yeah we're totally 100% not like autopilot we are behind <laughs> we are behind this got anything else before you do some Elon Musk quotes well, the, well, to go back to the SpaceX thing that I was right. talking about, as a small boy in South Africa, yes. before I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. by Chappie, Elon had to – they didn't have like those SDs rockets thing that we grew up with. You know what I'm talking about? Did you have those in Australia? What's an SD rocket? SDs, E-S-T-E-S, the company SDs, right? So you go to the store. You can buy all kinds of different size rockets and they sell the little propellant motors. Like you can buy those. Solid like – yeah, they're like solid fuel sort of rocket, rocket packs, right? right and you, you build your model, right? You paint it. You put like Mel was here on the side of it. You put a little parachute. You pack your parachute in it. You put the thing. You put it on a launch pad. And you send it up like eight, 900 feet. And then if you built it right, the parachute comes out. Poof. 
and floats it back down to Earth, right? So model rocketry, this is a thing, Sounds right? Sounds awesome. Not, not three miles from here is a mock, model rocketry launch pad. Did you know that? No. Yeah, right where they do the miniature airplanes in Woodley Park. Oh, yeah. There's a model rocket launch pad back there as well. So, That's fantastic. So as a kid, Elon was interested in this stuff. and Sounds he, like October Sky. You know, <laughs> know that movie? I don't. Yeah, it's about these rocket dudes in that did the Apollo space program, and one of them was a kid yeah. who you know, in high school did – Rocketry like you're talking about. And he got right. better and better and better. And then one day he became a NASA scientist. There you go. And so – and the same kind of theme for Elon because as a kid, they didn't have those motors in South Africa. So he would have to find the chemicals and build them himself. <laughs> That's scary. And he did. Except, you know, so there's this thing we found at time.com and it was top 25 Elon Musk quotes. And this is where it ties into this. And the quote that I wanted to discuss today is pretty good. Uh Elon says, it's remarkable how many things you can explode. I'm lucky to have all my fingers. <laughs> so as a small boy building rockets, he blew shit up. And, you know, we probably today would try to stifle our children from doing such crazy things as building little mini bombs in the backyard. <laughs> we, we, we were against that. But Elon got uh, PayPal, talking tes- or, uh, Tesla, uh, SpaceX, uh, Solar City out of all that experimentation. So don't stifle your children. Uh, just, just help them keep their fingers. Yeah, safely blow shit up in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing about the SpaceX, which is interesting, there was a article, an interview with Ashley Vance, who wrote the Elon Musk uh, biography. Which I loved. And it was an uh, energyfuse.org. And he talks about Elon, and they ask him questions about the limitations of SpaceX and Tesla, and he talks about it in terms of like how much these people work. Right, so there's this big thing that people are leaving left, right, and center, particularly SpaceX, mm-hmm. because Elon Musk is just pushing, 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 He's pushing. driving and driving and driving these people pretty hard. And he said it's very ex- – what Ashley Vance said was – what I kept finding was it seemed like the people who were in their 20s and hadn't started a family, they loved it, right? So you get these young – amazing engineers and physicists to work on board and they're working 50 60 100 hours a week and they just love it because they feel like they're just they're part of this space program because they are because they are yeah. changing the world and it's yeah. exciting but you know that 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 has a shelf life and i think you know for his companies to become mature, mature he has to solve kind of this problem of the work life balance for things but people at tesla employees they talk about having so much autonomy and so there's one more quote and uh that i'd like to talk about quote here we go and it's work like blank i mean you just have to put in 80 to 100 hour weeks every week this improves your odds of success if other people are putting in 40 40 hour work weeks and you're putting in 100 hour work weeks even if you're doing the same thing you will achieve in four months what takes them a year to achieve. An interesting insight into the man and how his sort of philosophy of running his companies is. But again, people are concerned that that's going to be, in the long run, sort of a talent drain for Tesla and SpaceX. And I know we're getting a little bit more esoteric on it. Yeah, there's a quote in the, in the book, the Elon biography, which I really like, which was uh, – so he's – Busy and he's obsessed and he's working all the time. And he gets divorced and gets married, gets divorced, and um, then he decides he wants a girlfriend. He's like, "How? 
how many hours a week do you have to spend with a girlfriend? Can, and he's like asking people, like, is it five hours, ten hours? I'm trying to, you know, work out if I got time for this. Right. <laughs> just, just like, like so analytical. He's like, got a whiteboard <laughs> algorithm. Like, uh, like, don't have no. Is it five hours? I got time for a girlfriend. If it's ten, I don't have that kind of time. In his algebraic thing, the G stood for girlfriend time, and he was just trying to figure out if he had any. He did. He worked out. He did. He had a. a Girlfriend, wife, kids. It's good times. Good times. All right. I got nothing more. And we're past the time where we, we are in this thing. Yeah. I know it's sad. Time. Oh, it is sad. That's do you, good, do you have any more quotes? Do you want to I do don't, quote? I don't have any more quotes. I think that's, uh, that's, that's a wrap. That's, that's a wrap. That's I mean, it? there's some good stuff that's happening. I don't know. I mean, we could, as a small aside, talk about the Jeffrey Katzenberg thing if you want to talk about car safety. All right. Let's go on. So uh, let me set it up. A Model S is really, really safe car. Super safe, right? And the X, X even safer. X even safer, mm-hmm. um, partially because of the fact that you don't have engines that can come flying at you and crush your legs. <laughs> big be- crumple zones, Big right? crumple zones, and you've got this battery, which is also produces a lot of uh, stability to the car. And yet, every now and then, you're going to crash one of these at high speed if you are Not- Katzenberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg. So the the article, the there was a story and it was like movie executives life in danger, right? It uh, turns out that movie executive was Jeffrey Katzenberg of DreamWorks. He's the K in DreamWorks SKG, the S being Steel Spielberg and the G being David Geffen. So And he's uh, the K. He's the K. Uh, you complete me. And as the <laughs> As the K, he basically runs the D, the D works, right? The rest of them are the big money dudes, but Katzenberg ran that thing and turned it into a thing. So this guy got into such a severe car accident. He was in the hospital for three days. So he had hand surgery for four hours, and then his time in the hospital was three days. He says this car saved his life. Yeah. That everybody was sitting around going, um, dude, you should be dead. Lucky yeah. you were in a Tesla. If I you're think- in a Honda Civic, bye bye. Not that there's anything wrong with Honda Civic. No, no, no. There are perfectly fine cars that uh, you don't want to get T boned in the middle of an intersection in, probably. Maybe a smart car. Maybe a smart car. Yeah, smart yeah. car. What is the least safe car? <laughs> uh, I believe they're made in the Eastern Europe, the European bloc. <laughs> oh, that's boy. a there terrible go- accent. There goes the European bloc. Uh, and- I want to finish with a riddle. Oh, riddle me this. I don't know if you know this. All right, so when you go to work at SpaceX, you've got to be really smart and you've got to have degrees and you've got to have all the math geniusness. Mm-hmm. But then Elon will do a little interview with you. Yeah. And he'll often ask you a riddle to see if you can think outside the box, if you're a creative type. Yeah. Here's one of the riddles that he uses. This is the riddle, isn't it? Or is it? Is I think own? there's multiple ones okay. because now everybody knows the riddle. Oh, that's a good point. You're somewhere in the world. Yeah. I want you to walk a mile south. Okay. And then a mile west. Okay. And then a mile north. Yeah. And you return to the same place. Where are you? I don't know. Did did I drive back from the last mile? Because in most places of the world, you're about a mile away from where you started. But there is a place. I know the answer there to this, so it's kind of unfair. And it's so easy after you get the answer. Although I don't – actually, you know what? I do know the answer and I still don't understand why it's easy. The world is a globe. That if is If you're true. at the North Pole and you go one okay. mile south – Uh-huh. And then you go west for a mile, uh-huh. and then you go north. You've basically created a triangle, and you're back where you started from because oh, the so world is not, not flat. The world the, is a globe. Okay, so that's perfect information, right? I did not realize you were closing the triangle. I was like purely right, north, straight north, dead north, yep. dead 
That's what we all do. And then straight up, and I was like, okay, so now you're a mo- you're like you haven't closed the box. Exactly, and that's why you and I can never work at SpaceX. But isn't do you have to be at the North Pole for that to work? Because yeah. otherwise, you you're not do- going true north. Yeah, that's the point, right? You're like the back piece is true north, yep. true south, true, true north. west, true north. It's a good one. It is a good one. I wonder how many people have failed it. I wonder how many genius scientists Elon was like, get out of my office, you idiot. <laughs> but I know how to do everything. I just – I invented an electric rocket that has 40 trillion pounds of thrust and uses uh, only orange juice as its effluence. <laughs> get out. You didn't know you were at the North Pole, you idiot. Is there really a guy that can fly into space in orange juice? I don't know. I mean, I get a lot of gas if I drink a lot of orange juice. Maybe that's how that I works. I have no idea. I just made that part up. I'm well, just saying that like, he could have overlooked some very smart people. It may not be his only criteria. We don't know. We can't really say. That'd be so funny, but <laughs> it kind of makes him a little bit like a supervillain, right? First, oh, yeah. it's the... First, it's the, I'm going to explode Mars <laughs> with nuclear bombs to make it more livable. livable. And I'm using air quotes there. And now he's got this riddle. So it's like going to work for like, I don't know, the penguin or somebody <laughs> like that. They're like, no, I think you made the Riddler. Yeah, but that was obvious, Mel. If I would have said the Riddler, everybody would have been like, oh, he's so cliche. Like, we have so jumped the shark with this episode. <laughs> Let's call it done. His name is Tom Wolfson. My name is Noel Herbert. This is Talking Tesla. We'll talk to you soon. We will indeed. Maybe we'll even whisper to you. Whisper. Good night. Whisper, sweet nothing. Good night, everyone. Except it's not good night. Tom wanted to say one more thing. Sorry, here it is. I have one more important thing I wanted to talk to Talking Tesla Nation about. Talk to Talking Tesla Nation. That's weird. You can't really say that. So almost once a week, I'm at work or somewhere else. Someone comes up to me and wants to have a conversation about the electric car. Excellent. Right? And almost every single time... It's sort of from like, I don't really understand electric cars. Do they work? Are they cool? What do you like about them? What do you, like people just – the general public still does not know anything about these cars. And me and you are, are ambassadors of electric cars of all, all ilk, the Leafs, the Priuses, all of them, the all Teslas, them. the RAV4. So I'm putting out a challenge to Talking Tesla Nation. If and when someone comes up to you to talk to you about your electric car, let them drive it. Let them in the car. My God! Put him, put him in the car. No, I offered uh, the guy that our neighbors at the studio. Uh, he's like, it's really cool that you guys all have electric cars because we got a couple of volts and we got the Rav Four. And I started talking to him, and he just he was looking. He was actually in the market for a new car, but didn't understand like if the EVs would work for him or didn't have the knowledge and was probably afraid or didn't know where to go to find the information. Like this show is not great for all electric cars. I mean, we talk about them sort of generally, but not specific buying stuff. And maybe we should do a show like that. But it's a challenge that I have. So all of you out there, you have your Teslas, you have your other EVs. Someone wants to talk to you about it. Talk to them about it. Teach them. It's the Talking Tesla EV Challenge. Put them in your car. If you don't feel comfortable letting them drive your car, put them in the in the seat with it. Let them feel how it is to drive it and let them know that it's just a car. It's a normal automobile. There's nothing normal about it. You put it in there, drop it on ludicrous mode, hit the accelerator, <laughs> and they'll go, oh, right, so and then they'll blow it. I like that. You know, that's the whole concept behind National Drive Electric Days and stuff. It's true, right. Where everybody brings their Teslas and their electric cars, right. and the public who don't have electric cars come and have a little drive around and mm-hmm. go, wow. So uh, there it is, Tom Wilson throwing it out to Tesla Nation. Any idiot that comes up to you <laughs> wants to drive your car, 
Let them do it. Right. Your neighbors, your <laughs> friends. It doesn't have to be any idiot, but like just be the ambassadors to these electric vehicles. It's gonna All right. Be it's the Talking Tesla EV Challenge. There Let's it is. see it, people. Let's make it happen. We want your stories. Then tell us the stories about how <laughs> somebody got in your car and crashed it. That would be funny. Maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. And we've been... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Hey, talking Tesla. Let's do it whispering for the whispers. We'll get like a huge input of those people who like that whisper voice thing. Who, Have you that? heard of that? No. It's like a – you've never heard of this? I don't know what you're talking about. There's a whole group of people who really just like – it's super popular on YouTube where people just talk. They talk about normal things about life, but they talk in a very low, whispery voice about things and supposedly it's some sort of psychic psychiatric condition that people love to hear that it feels like soothing and overwhelming and and so they they go to the store and they buy little boxes of things and they open them up and they explain what's in them and they use these very soothing can voices. you stop this <laughs> freaking me out